we are continuing um, in our message. We, we began last week talking about uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so we are going to continue on uh, with a message today. We may do some more next week because yep. this, once you start digging into this, you realize you really do need familiarity with all the scripture. It's kind of hard uh, to put something out in 40 minutes and have people gain <clears throat> the fullness of the understanding of what we're talking about. Uh, and scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we want you to have faith. We want this to inspire you. Uh, if you have questions about it in your mind, you've not heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or maybe you've heard and you think, I'm still not sure what that is. Well, then our prayer is that it inspires you to get into the Word of God and take mm -hmm. the scriptures that we're talking and sharing with you uh, about and see it for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your own heart and let it become real to you. Um, because we all do need uh, to be, it's a gift for everybody, we all need to be filled yes. with the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, it is a prayer language. It is a, a filling. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2.4, is a, a heavenly prayer language. They call it speaking in other tongues. That is evidence of that infilling. But there's also another outworking to it. Some people have just narrowed it down to just, well, do you just speak in tongues? Yeah, well, it is a part of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But the outworking of it is greater than that. Because the, the, when you're asking God to fill you with his spirit, you want the accompaniment of living with a wholehearted passion for God. Come on now. Right? No matter what the cost, it's just like the song that we sing. <laughs> through the crushing, through the breaking, you're making new wine. Like, do whatever you want to do in, with my life, Lord. Yes. I'm not my own. And so when we pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit, or as we're going to liken it today, to be baptized with the fire of God, because in Scripture... It is referred to of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in fire. That you're asking God to come and do that work in me that fire would do in my life. And so we want you to keep that in mind as we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is not just, even though as important as it is, the heavenly Amen. language. Yeah. Because next week we'll get into a little bit more of that. You are praying out secrets and mysteries from the heart of God. And that's a pretty exciting thing, isn't it? Yeah. So this, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, though, opens your heart to the supernatural power of God. I've just seen this over and over through the years, that the people that yep. pursue the baptism of the Holy Spirit have a greater pursuit also to want to see the supernatural power of God work in their life and even to share it, to want it to see it work in other people's lives too. And we certainly need the supernatural power of God in the day and time we live in. <laughs> Take a look around. You're right. Come on now. And what's going on in the world. We are to be a light in the darkness. The world is getting bolder and bolder about what it believes. The church cannot just be getting more and more silent about what we believe. Right. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit is also uh, something that will give you greater boldness because we're going to share with you scriptures that tell us that this is part of the effect of the baptism. And so Jesus needs laborers in the harvest. That's right. He said the fields were white unto harvest 2,000 years ago. How much more are they today? And the church needs greater boldness for the days ahead. Yes. Power to stand for truth. Yes. Power to speak the truth in love. Power to walk in the spirit when everything in the world is, you know, opposing that. And even then to do the works of Jesus. And we were talking about the signs and the wonders that are listed in Scripture. That's right. In the gospel. 
This is all part of knowing that those things have not ceased. There wasn't a day when all the gifts of the Spirit just died out. It wasn't just for the early church. But if the church doesn't hear about these things, then there's no faith that can rise up in our heart to desire them. And so some of you may say, well, I've already been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the day that I... But yeah. Scripture talks about be being filled Come in on. Ephesians 5. Be being filled. Do not you know, be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So you may need a refill. Amen. Just like a car's gas tank, you know, runs out of gas. You put, how many times do you refill your car with gas to make it go? We need refillings of the Holy Spirit That's right. in our life. Come on now. So if you've been filled with the Spirit, our prayer is that these will inspire you to stir up the gift. Use the gift. Refresh yourself in Scripture on what, what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is about. Because, and, and the truth is it's, it is available for anybody who desires it today. And, and the word baptism, this can be a little bit confusing too. There's actually four baptisms that the New Testament mentions in Scripture. And Hebrews 6. Come on now. Hebrews 6 lists them at the beginning of the chapter. It calls six things elementary doctrines of Christ, elementary teachings of Christ. And it says, you know, repentance from dead works, that we should move on past these things, that we should all be familiar with them. Right. And it lists repentance from dead works, faith towards God, and it says baptisms, and it mentions baptisms in the plural form. And then it it's, talks about resurrection from the dead. Oh, it said, and also says laying on of hands. I think that's interesting. Right. That laying on of hands is an elementary doctrine of Christ. Because in some churches, you would think that you were mentioning something of the devil if you said, well, we, <laughs> we pray for people and we lay hands on people and believe for healing. It's an elementary doctrine of Christ. That's right. And Everybody pray- say elementary. Elementary. Yes. And, of course, uh, it's judgment. Eternal judgment is mentioned as one of the things that we should all be familiar with. But it mentions baptisms. Your Bible might say washings. But the four baptisms, just quickly, uh, there's the baptism of John. We mentioned that a few weeks ago. That was a baptism for repentance. And it was was really under the old covenant to prepare people's heart to receive the message of Christ, to receive the gospel message that Jesus would bring. And then once he died on the cross, rose from the dead, there's a baptism. When, when you believe and you become a new creation in Christ, you're born of the Spirit of God. It, there's a baptism that, into the body of Christ. Right. Okay, there's a scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. It says, you know, whether you're Jew or Gentile, slave or free, we have all been baptized into one body, by one spirit, and yes. we all share the same spirit. Amen. Now, there's this universalness to the body of Christ. All over the world, we form one spiritual body. Amen. And every part is important. That's right. Every part is important. So in a very real way, you and I, if you're born again, we are all connected. <laughs> Spiritually, we are connected. This is why the local church is so important. That every part needs a local body then to be a part of, to use your giftings, to share the love of Christ, to be encouraged, to pray for one another, and then to go out from that local body Mm -hmm. and spread the good news. But we are all meant to be a part of a local body. 
and attach yourself to it and, and do your part to spiritually grow. And then there's the third baptism is water baptism, which comes after salvation. So if you've given your life to Christ, Scripture says, Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, make a disciple, and baptize them in my name. And so water baptism... Baptize them in the name of the, in the Father, name of the, the Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should I finish get that off. Yeah. particular at times. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about doing this Friday. Yes. If the weather holds out, we will do that this Friday. And if you've not been water baptized, you need to be. It's not really a choice. Well, do I have to be? You sh Jesus tells us to be. Yes. And that really should be enough motivation for us to do that. And then there's a fourth baptism that Scripture mentions. And this is also subsequent to mm -hmm. salvation. Jesus referred to it this way. We have this up on PowerPoint, Acts 1-4. On one occasion, while he, this is Jesus, was eating with them. Now, this is after he rose from, died, rose from the grave and resurrection. Then he appeared to them for 40 days, teaching them of the things of God, opening up their eyes to Scripture before he would ascend back into heaven. Now he's in heaven at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is now in the earth. And so he's on one occasion, while he, Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you've heard me speak about. Verse 5, for John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, they didn't exactly know what was on the horizon for them. Right. right? I mean, these, these disciples were already born again. In John 20, I believe that when Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, they were born of the Spirit. Yes. Now he's commanding them. He's saying, now wait in Jerusalem here until you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So this is subsequent to salvation, all right? Yeah, so, John the Baptist, yeah, again, the, John the Baptist, which called the whole nation of Israel to repent. He was the forerunner of Jesus, the, uh, the, the Messiah. Yeah. Uh, he, he mentioned this to everybody who was coming to uh, him to be water baptized. He's, he says this in Luke chapter 3, you might want to grab your Bibles because we're going to be going through some scriptures and we're not on PowerPoint and part of the reason is so that you get to know your Bible and how to find things in the Bible. It's important, amen? amen. If we're following somebody, we ought to know what he says. That's right. <laughs> I mean, really. And the other part that Pastor Mamie was making a mention of is that uh, Jesus commanded just... Just that alone should be enough for us to follow through on what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, the Bible, the, the kingdom of God is a theocracy. It's not a democracy. <laughs> that means your opinion doesn't really matter. It counts for nothing. What the king says, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. For sure. We might as well get used to it now. Yeah. Right. So let's practice just following what the king has said. But John said this in uh, Luke three sixteen. John answered them. They were all wondering if he was the Messiah. And John answered them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose strings of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. 
He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire. And remember, yeah, hallelujah, we want that fire, don't we? <laughs> yes, we, we want do. that fire to burn up the dross because all of us have dross. All of us have things that are not right and that uh, God wants to purify us, refine us. He wants us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit, when we yield to him, this fire is going to help us do that. And so let's uh, remember, again, um, baptism means a full immersion. And this is a full immersion into the fire of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. <clears throat> you got to just want that. Yeah. You just got to want that. You just, it's not just nice to hear. When you leave here on Sunday after service, throughout your week, you got to want this. In your prayer time, you got to remind them, I want to be for you Lord I want the passion of God inside of me I want to be purified I want to be conformed to your image you've got a desire with everything in you and so this is understanding that God himself throughout the Bible uh, reveals himself in fire remember Moses the burning bush the burning bush you know that there's kind of a really cool uh, correlation between the burning bush which did not get consumed Shadrach Meshach and Abednego did not get consumed and then on the day of Pentecost tongues of fire came on them and they were not consumed it's pretty cool but uh, in that burning bush Moses turned aside how many times do we not turn aside when God is talking to us Mm -hmm. I'll just tell it for everybody. Lord, forgive us for those times. Mm -hmm. Got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> but the key is, is on this is that in this, he turns aside and God himself says, take off your sandals, you're on holy ground. So the fire of God also correlates with holiness. Godliness, holiness, glory, yeah. the glory of God, yes, all of this. And then remember when they were delivered out of Egypt and then they were directed and guided and led by a pillar of fire at night and smoke during the day. That cloud during the day covered them from the heat, but the fire at night represents protection. Amen. We all need some protection. You know, we're talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost. We're talking about this whole world is becoming bolder and bolder. And, you know, us as believers better start getting that same boldness like the Lion of the tribe of Judah. That's Jesus, by the way. And the key is, is that we need the power of the Holy Spirit to combat what we're up against. It's not going to get easier, folks. We're going to need power from on high to walk through the things that we're going to walk through. Yeah. And if you have children or you have grandchildren, you better start getting that fire of God in them at an early age because the Bible declares that the whole world is under the influence of the evil one. And we need power to combat him. Amen. 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 <clears throat> so this pillar of fire, protection... 
It, it gave them guidance. And then in the Old Testament, God calls himself a consuming fire. <clears throat> a consuming fire. Remember, uh, it's Numbers 11, verse 1. <clears throat> you don't have to turn there, but it's when the children of Israel were uh, delivered out of Egypt, and then they were walking through the desert, and then they started to complain, murmuring, complaining. Things haven't changed too much, have they? <laughs> but here's the key. They murmured and complained, and God says he's a consuming fire. What happened is that he heard them, and then judgment came. And the people on the outskirts of the camp were consumed by fire. Mm. Mm. And then Leviticus talks about the temple. The, at that point, it was a... Uh, a portable temple until it was completely built in in Jerusalem uh, but there was a fire on the altar that could not go out yeah. and that of course represents the lordship of God himself yeah. he is our God he is our Lord he is our master and that fire represents that very thing always with us never leaving us never forsaking it and then I like this one too Elijah remember when Elijah was taken what came to get him? Chariots of fire. Chariots of fire. <laughs> Woo, man. <laughs> I, I'm loving that. Totally loving that. But fire also re represents a passion for God, a, a real passion for God. And the fire that the Holy Ghost brings is that he's going to purify us. He's going to help us crucify the flesh. A refiner's fire. A refiner's fire is right, and we need it. Yeah. We need it. A refiner's fire. It's good for us. And this is, well, actually, the fire represents uh, the potential of many, many things. Uh, do you remember when uh, God opened the eyes of the disciples to, uh, as they were on the road to Emmaus? He opened our heart to the Scripture. He opened our minds to the Scripture. When I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's exactly what the Holy Spirit did for me. I mean, I always read the Bible. I just always read it. Yeah, but after I was filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, that Bible came alive to me to a place where, I, I believe me, it's not me. I can remember quite a bit out of that Bible. And it is an understanding that was given to me by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that will ignite your heart when God starts to speak to you when you're sitting there reading the Bible in itself and he's revealing truth to you, causing more things to come alive to you. Yeah. And that's what he wants to do. Right. He, he doesn't want to do it just because I'm a pastor. We're pastors. He wants to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because you're a disciple. Right. You're a disciple. Yeah. We want God to burn in our hearts so bright that the passion for him outweighs any kind of consequences that yeah. might come our way. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, yeah. and Abednego. Once again, this world is pretty bold in their statements. And, and what's happened is the church is coward. But... That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. so that we can stand up for truth. Not becoming arrogant. I'm not talking about becoming arrogant like the world does. 
I'm talking about simply telling them the truth. You love them. If you love them, you're going to tell them the truth. Amen? And, and when you read the book of Acts, you just you see a page after page after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, notable things of yes. how the baptism of the Holy Spirit began. It's outworking in their lives, in their personalities, the boldness of, of Peter and you know, Philip, who's a deacon, and the, you know, citywide crusade, and people getting mm -hmm. saved, and healing miracles, and demonic deliverances, and this wholehearted passion for God just came alive inside of them, and that's, that's what we're searching for. Yeah. That's really what church is about, yes, it is. <laughs> because so much, sometimes church has just turned into Sunday, and you come back every Sunday and you get a little pickup and that's, it doesn't really mean too much in your everyday life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you want more, if you wonder, is there more? There's a lot more yes. that the Lord has for us to be a bold witness. Acts 1.8, this is Jesus saying this. He's, he, this is why he said, I'm commanding you to wait for the promise that the Father said he would give. But you, and he said, mm -hmm. but you shall receive power. And that word power means ability, efficiency, and might. It's really power to do the works of God. That's right. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Again, I make this distinction. This is not being born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit is salvation. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. There you go. And you say, well, yeah, that was back then. Well, let's just read that in a current way. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power to be my witnesses, Jesus would say, in Butler or in Cranberry, in Slippery Rock, in Pittsburgh, in Ohio, or wherever you find yourself. That's your Jerusalem. That's right. That's your Samaria. Jesus has given each one of us with our salvation a missionary call, if you will, right where we are. Truth. Right where we are. You, we confuse a missionary call with literally call to go to a foreign country and spread the gospel, which we do use that word, missionary, in a, for, a foreign land. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we really are all missionaries <laughs> In a foreign land, if you will, there because you this that world is, is not our home. That's right? right. Come on. Our citizenship, it says, is in heaven. See, so when you start thinking with a spiritual mind, you realize, oh, I get it. You know, just my everyday life and people, you know, are born, raised, they go to school, they get their job, they get their house, married. I mean, we, people do this whole routine and circle of life and think that's all that there is. I plan for retirement. And behind the scenes of all that is this whole greater picture. Yes. That the Lord says, your citizenship isn't even there. You're a citizen of a new kingdom. And so as we read the word of God, it starts to open these things up to us. Right. And here we go. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is where it opens it deeper Amen. to the spiritual life that we've been given Amen. and are really meant to walk out and share. And so you, you may or may not be called to actually go to a foreign land to be a missionary, but no matter, you and I are always on mission That's here right. as ambassadors to be witnesses for Christ, Right. Wherever you live, in your neighborhood, in your business, in the school that you go to, 
wherever your sphere of influence is, are you carrying, or we should be carrying the spirit of Christ there? You are God's messenger. Your job is not meant to just be, well, I just have a job, so I have money, so I have a paycheck, so I have security to live. That is an outcome of your job. But your greater purpose is to take the spirit of Christ wherever you go and to be on mission, At your to be looking, listening, Holy Spirit, yes. show me who to talk to today. Who's hungry for you? Or what can I do on my job to make people hungry for you? What conversation can I have with my coworkers, my neighbors, that's going to plant some right. seeds, that's going to share the truth with them? You might say, well, this is hard to do. It's hard to bring this stuff up. I know, I know it is. This is why you need the baptism. That's right. <laughs> what you say in Acts chapter 1, verse 8? It says, it, it declares that God's messengers are going to need supernatural power. Right. They're, they're going to need supernatural right. power. You will be able to hear his voice clearer after you're filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Yes. You will be able to discern better what he's asking you to do in those conversations. Right. For sure. Because he might tell you, go to the next row over, talk to that person. Tell them about me. And if he says, tell them about me, what would you say? Uh, I don't know, but let me call pastor and find out. No. See, you could pray under your breath in That's the spirit right. in that heavenly language and build yourself up, as it says, on your most holy faith and then see what happens. Step out. Begin Step a conversation. Out. You need that power. You need the power. God is saying you need power. These guys were with Jesus for three years, yeah. day and night. And he tells them, don't even think about going out there, boys, until you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, when Jesus in Acts chapter 4, after, or Luke, Luke 4, after his temptations, Jesus came back in the power of the Spirit. Okay? And now Jesus told his, his disciples in uh, Matthew 10, Luke 10, He gave them authority to go out and to heal the sick, raise the dead. Freely you've been given, freely give. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. The key is there, on this important issue, they were using the anointing that was on Jesus at the time. Yeah. They were partakers of it. They were partakers of his anointing. Okay. Now, what's happening? Look at this next scripture. This is powerful. It says how, Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So the disciples were partaking his anointing. Because the Father anointed Jesus, and Jesus was able to release that anointing into his followers. Yeah. Now, verse 16, or chapter 16, John 16, verse 7. Think Jesus about this. Is going back. Yeah. Now, listen, listen what he says here. Jesus is speaking here. He says, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. 
And this had to blow the mind of the disciples. What do you mean go away? I, we need you. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Because <laughs> he says, if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. Yeah. But if I go, I'll send him to you. The helper is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus fulfilled his ministry. Jesus did his ministry as a man anointed under the old covenant. He didn't heal people to prove he was the Son of God. He proved to be the Son of God with power and purity when he was raised from the dead. That's Bible. He healed people under the anointing, under the old covenant. The Bible declares... That in Philippians, that he laid aside his, his, his divine privileges. Not his deity. He was always God, always man. He didn't operate with the omnipotence that he had before he came to this earth. He set that aside and he completely followed the Holy Spirit to do what he had to do. Now he's saying it's better for you to go away, that I go away. It's better. It's better for you that I go away. And the disciples are saying this is this is crazy talk. Yeah. But it's not because Jesus could only be one place at a time. I mean, could you imagine the line if we're just going to ask Jesus a question? Yeah. Yeah. We'd probably die before we get there. (laughs) The line would be so long. But now we have the Holy Spirit. This is why he left, so that the Holy Spirit is the only person of the Godhead that's on this planet right now. God the Father is in heaven. God the Son is in heaven. God the Holy Spirit is here right now. And he's indwelling believers, and he wants to come upon believers. With the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Mamie made this distinction. When you are born again, the Spirit comes within. You're born in the Spirit of God. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, He comes upon us. And that's what we need. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to continually operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to ask Him for more. We can never be satisfied where we are. Right. I mean, there's I mean, there's sometimes when you know what, you just don't think it can get any better. But then you're gonna have to ask God, I need more. <laughs> and that's not being selfish. That's just actually because it's an honoring prayer. It's a God honoring prayer. You're so big, God, you have so much that you could give me so much more. And you really do have to pursue this. Yes. I mean, after walking with God for a lot of years now, you go through seasons. And some seasons, it's a little bit easier to feel the presence of God and mm-hmm. alive to God. And then there yes. are other times where it just seems like it just gets dry for whatever reason. And this is part of the perseverance of the saints. Like, we need to know how to refill ourselves. We need to know where to look for fresh living water. If yeah, you know. come on. We talked last week about drinking from the cistern of the world. 
polluted water. We, you know, we, we look for pleasures and we look for all these other distractions to make us feel, what am I searching for? Like, just alive. And you realize you have to stir up the gift yes. within you. You have to just keep doing the same right things, a few priorities that have to be in order. And I cannot say this enough. Somehow get the word of God flowing in your ears. Come on. So it hits your heart. Yeah. And, and by faith, ask the Lord. Make it fresh to me. I need refreshing, Lord. Rather than go to the world for refreshing, we need to talk to our Father about refreshing and pursue sometimes we think well if this is god he'll just make it happen no it takes faith it takes a step of faith and sometimes it's it, we said last week ask seek and knock there you go ask seek and knock well i did well ask seek and knock again and keep doing it and keep doing it be a persistent person and god you will find you god will fill you yeah. to overflow as we as we get together this is the other important thing that we gather together and unify around come these on things. now here we go i we cannot stress enough the importance of our weekly prayer meetings there are just m times in those meetings where the spirit of god brings out things through the word of god that we are praying that we all walk out and go wow that those that was an anointed time my spirit was more open to god it was more able to hear what he's saying. And so we have to take advantage, I say that, of all the different ways that the Lord will help to stir up the gift that's within us. And so, who, uh, may we, I interject something here too, is that when you have, uh, everybody has dry times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not in sin. No. <laughs> you better not be in sin. <laughs> Listen, everybody has dry times. Every time, sometimes it feels like a drudgery. Am I, am I, is anybody else feel this way? Yeah, everybody's hands going up. But this is the point. You don't stop. Well, it's drudgery. Here it is. I guess I'm not the one who, you know, somebody else is getting it, not me. You know, we, we mentioned, uh, this was a couple of years ago, give God six. Just six simple things. This is the... Yep. This is the power of prioritizing and doing the s simple, the correct simple things over and over again. You will find you'll make progress. One of the first thing was reading the Word of God. The That's second it. was coming and fellowshipping with people of like faith. That cannot be stressed enough either. But there are things like serving and just obeying what you hear, the little things that you hear the Holy Spirit telling Prompt. you. Prompt, yes. If we will keep in mind some of these simple things, you will make progress. You'll make progress. And this is what God wants. Yes, it is what he, God wants. He wants you to make progress. He's, he's not looking for you to be a, some amazing spiritual guru overnight. No, you have he, he proves you, too, in all of that. It's, God tests us all our lives. To think that God doesn't test you, that means you haven't read the Bible. God will test you to prove you out. Every day is true. Every day. I know we're, we're not going to get know, anywhere right? close to what we wanted to do. Well, we you, were close. We were, no, we're, getting... <laughs> we're, not, we're not even close. Are you kidding we, me? What we want to do. We won't be able to do mm. it. Yeah. Well, yes, thank you, Amy. Really, what we want to do is just take a quick <laughs> jaunt through 
several places in the book of Acts where it specifically shows the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the result of that. You know, we were going to begin in Acts 2. <laughs> Maybe we'll just give a little dabble there and then we'll end. <laughs> How many of us want to look at Acts 2, verses 1 to 4? Anybody oh, I do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have this up on the PowerPoint, but Acts chapter 2 is the very first place where we do see the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, where the Spirit of God was giving them utterance. And it says that the verse, first four verses, when the day of Pentecost fully had come, they were all in one place, they were all in faith, they were all in unity, they were all waiting in obedience to what Jesus said would come. You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit in fire. And suddenly, it said there came like a mighty rushing wind mm -hmm. in the house, like a tempest blast filled the whole house in which they were sitting, and there appeared to them tongues resembling fire right. setting on each one of their heads. And, and they were all, it says verse 4, filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues and languages as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And the people, there were Jews in Jerusalem at the time, Apparently, this was so loud. <laughs> they were boisterous. They weren't just... No, they were shouting out in another tongue. And these the Jews heard them and they said, what are these people doing? We hear them speaking in our own dialect, our own language. And you're all shouting about the praises of Almighty God. And some people thought they were drunk. And I have to think, what in the world were they acting like? Why would they have thought they looked drunk they had to have been bold yeah they, they weren't had religious been boisterous it had to have been joyful i mean Correct. they must have just been standing there going <laughs> and people outside are like what are they saying but i understand what they're saying this yeah. is what was the supernatural part of it they said they're speaking in the tongue that i understand but the speakers the disciples did not know that language naturally and so Peter stands up, here's bold Peter, and he says, these people aren't drunk as you suppose, it's right. only 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but he said this, verse 16, this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. So he's saying, now this is a fulfillment of a prophetic word from the Old Testament in the, in the book of Joel. And it's this, these are the words that come from that book. And, and it shall come to pass in the last days. There you go. So Peter is designating this this is the last days. And so, like I said, that was 2,000 years ago. We are, we've got to be in the last of the last <laughs> days. Yeah. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Sons and your daughters. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my men servants and maid servants in and those days. Our Maid servants. I will what? Pour out my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders, verse 19, in the sky above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and smoking there. vapor. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood. Before the awesome, yes, and terrible day of the notable day of the Lord. Verse 21. And it shall be that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord... Whoever, That's right. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. So, 
And so he gives this sermon to these Jews that are listening, and they're still wondering about what this language is. How did we hear these supernatural tongues? And he, verse 33 says, being therefore lifted high into the right hand of God, he's talking about Jesus, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has made this outpouring which you yourselves both see and hear. So he's saying, this is coming from the Father. Yes. And it's because Jesus has ascended into heaven. He's now in heaven, but the Holy Spirit now has been poured out. Send the fire. Send the fire is right, yeah. And so he, people, they were cut to the heart. This message cut them to the heart because... Look at this. this is, here's Peter who was afraid to speak up about knowing Jesus. Yeah. What did the baptism of the Holy Spirit do to him? Yeah, boldness. He tells them, repent. What should we do? He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is a gift. And for who? For verse 39, for the promise of the Spirit is to you, for you, and for your children, and for all that are far away, even to, for as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. He's still calling people to himself this morning. He's calling people to be saved, and he's calling people to be filled with the Holy Spirit yes. to do a work for him. And so we're going to, that's, that's as far as we're going to get today. We're going to continue next week. <laughs> we got that in in five minutes. That's good. <laughs> but there are so many other places in the book of Acts where you see the boldness, you see the miracles, you see demonic oppression broken off of people. Yes. We need this power, folks. Church, we need this power. And the unity that that brings? Yes. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your outpouring of your spirit. We thank you that it's available to everybody who calls on the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your great love, your mercy toward us. Thank you, Lord. Now, faith thank comes you. by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want you to bring your Bibles next week because we're going to go through a bunch of scriptures. And it's best that if you underline these things in your Bible because you can come back and find them in your Bible. And it's the worst part is, is like thinking that Oh, where did he say? What was that he said? Where was that she said? What, point, what was yeah. that scripture she pointed out? Now you have it. You have it underlined in your Bible. And then in your own private quiet time with God, you can start to invite him to do a work in you. In you. And it says something. You know, writing down it says something to the Lord. That this is important to me, Lord. I don't want to forget. So let's just bow our heads for a moment. This is just between you and the Lord. We're not going to call anybody up to, uh, to be prayed for. However, we are going to make an invitation for you to come up afterwards and come to the prayer room if you'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, it's a gift after salvation. We make a quick invitation for salvation. If you've never given your life to Christ, if you died today and you think, I don't know if I'd really go to heaven, do you know Jesus? Have you surrendered your life to him? 
Has he forgiven you of your sin and made you a new creation? And if you wonder about that, today's the day to make it plain in your own heart. This is the day of salvation. Yes. So with every head bowed, every you know, eye closed before God, if you, if you want, want to be saved, you say, I want to confirm my salvation in Christ. Just raise your hand and we'll pray a prayer with you just to confirm that. There you go. I see that hand. Okay. Praise God. Let's just pray that prayer right now then. Let's just all pray this together. But you who raised your hand, pray this from your heart. Jesus will accept it. Jesus. Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. And I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to forgive me. Of my sins. Of my sins. Make me a new creation. Make me a new creation. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Help me. Help me. To live for you. To live for you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.